I would always wake up before the sun. The air felt fresher, the river was still sleepy, and the animals were less noisy. Well, an exception made for our cock, which, based on my own analysis, never slept. But my parents used to disagree with me, but I could swear that this cock was never quiet, always screaming in the middle of the night, thinking that the sun would come out at any point. Every morning, I would take my toilet jog and stop to the washroom. I would then take my ablutions, grab one of our prayer mats, and reach for the top of the village mountain. I named it Nukulamu, meaning the prince possession. I even made my own flag to let the village know that it was mine. I would place my mat on the sand and sit on it. The mountain gave me a complete view of the village. And yes, I could see everyone's business, but I'm not a girl. People's business is not part of my list of interests. Every morning, as the sun was slowly waking up, and just a few moments before it would start showing its rays, I would see the Muzamil walking to the village mosque to wake the village up. The call to prayer was everyone's alarm clock. From the top of the mountain, I could see the Imam in front of the mosque and all the men of the village coming out of their compound, walking towards the mosque. In my case, I would follow the prayer from the mountain. As the sun would make its appearance, mothers would make their way out of their houses to clean themselves for prayer. They would then reach for their children to wash them and get them ready for the day ahead. The compound counts multiple huts. The tradition requires families to stay together, resulting in compounds with great-grandparents, grandparents, parents, each pair of parents' children, and everything else you can imagine all together. Once the whole compound is awake, women would remove the mosquito nets from the wooden beds placed outside of their huts, but still as part of a bigger compound. They would then remove the mattresses and put it inside, leaving the beds naked. I guess that it was a village thing. It was disrespectful to let the mattress on the bed during the day. They would then proceed in making porridge for breakfast. Once their houses was clean and presentable, and everyone was fed, they would attach their babies to their backs and start walking to the pound to get their water for the day. They would get to the pound with two empty baskets. On their way back, they would put one basket on their head and the other they would take with their empty hand while their babies would look at every movement with their curious eyes. Once they reach home, they would start cooking for lunch. But today... Today was different. The village was awake before me. I knew what had happened, but I had no energy left to feed into people's tears. I did not turn once to respond to the Madibu don't cry. Alayafum, may he rest in peace. I lightened my candle and walked to my mountain. As I was sitting waiting for the call to prayer to bring peace to my heart, I could see the Muzamil walking to the mosque. He was slower than usual. His walk was hesitant, fearful to call upon the Creator with this situation. When he reached the mosque, his voice was weak, unwilling to call to prayer, sad and very close to tears. The Imam took longer to reach the mosque. 
sun was almost out and the morning prayer was still incomplete. Are these people really trying to not praise the Lord today? After a few minutes, the prayer started. The surah recited were just a simple soundtrack to the tears that you could hear in the voice of our beloved Imam, who once recited with so much trust in Allah, but today it turned into fear. The men of the village were uncertain of their prayer this morning. They said, Amin, simply out of habit. Their fears were not shared to God, but rather to themselves, as if they would be better at solving their problems than God would. The sun is now at the top of my head. I have been sitting unconscious of what was happening around me for hours. I did not hear the cries of the children today. Our cocks did not shout this morning and the smell of the village's cooking was absent. The sun was burning my head, but my eyes were wide open looking at my village that was once so lively. My brothers were all dispersed, each taking a place for themselves. My mother was sitting in the house covered and hidden. Men would stop at the entrance of the house while women would sit beside her in silence. Today I have seen a parade of people entering the village, crying every tear of their body. I don't know if they were faking it or if they were honest about it, but they were pretty good at it, I must admit. Oh, and here comes the drama queen, Jamila Giallo, the one and only. Let me cover my ears before she start telling everyone how incredibly suffering she is. She might add that she fainted when the news got to her. She might point to the people of her village to back her lies up. She will then continue her drama by putting emphasis on the number of kilometers that she ran this morning to reach our village. After all of that, she might sit in the middle of the compound and start hyperventilating because she is obviously sadder than everyone else today. We all know that she hated my father. Some may even think that she prayed for this day to happen, or that she made this day happen. We, we never know. Some thought that she was a witch. Okay, maybe I was the only one who thought that, but her drama was enough for me to describe her as such. As the sun was settling down, I folded my mat and made my way back home. The whole village was fasting. It was custom to not cook for three days following a death. I went to check on my mom, who was not allowed to leave her room for three days as a respectful way to mourn her husband and ex-emir of the village. We knew what was coming. The three days of mourning ended today. The sun was almost down and all the guests were going back home. My brothers and I were sitting beside my mom as my aunties were covering our clothes and essentials in clothing wraps. They would make me try every wrap to ensure that it was not too heavy to walk with. My mother has had five children. Telly, Abdu, Sumana, Hassan, and I. Telly and Abdu were twins, and they just turned 18. The emir's position was for Telly to take. Sumana was 14, Hassan was 9, and I was 12. We heard that Usman Bao was planning to attack right before sunrise. I wondered if he feared God. How can he attack our family right after the three days following a death? 
Bao wanted to become a mayor ever since I can remember. He was my father's biggest enemy. His heart was as dark as you can imagine. People hated him, hence nobody wanted him as chief. As my father's eldest son, Tilly was to take the throne. However, it is an obligation to accept a fight if ever proposed, which Bao was impatient to start. Nobody knew how this was going to end. For that, my mother and the woman at risk had to leave the village with their children. They all had to take a different route. If Bao was to win against our family and our allies, we feared that he would look for the members of the village who left and kill them, or search for my mother and her children and kill them. The sun was down. The village was calm. My brothers and the other men were standing at the entrance of the village to walk with us until it was safe. Once safe, only five men would continue the road until we reached the village assigned to us. I was at the top of the mountain when my brother told me that it was time for us to leave. I looked at my village and its people for a last time. I smelled the fresh air from the mountain. I looked at our beautiful mosque and imagined our Muzamil calling for prayer one last time. I grabbed my flag, made a hole, and buried it, hoping that I will come back to unbury it. I put my hands together in front of my mouth and asked Allah, Oh ya Allah, may the soul of my father rest in peace. May you open the doors of paradise to him. May you reward him for all the good that he did for us in our village. Oh ya Allah, may my brothers fight for our village to honor our father. May I come back to sit on my mountain and feel at peace at home as a prince again. Ameen. I then joined my mother and the rest of the village. My mother looked at my brothers and I and said, Bagutu itantao la muma. You are a princess. Nobody can remove that from you. God gave it to you and he will give it back to you.